0: Hi, thank you for joining us when I decided on June 30th that I wanted to dedicate the month of July to mental health. I had no idea it was minority mental health awareness month. So I don't know if you're listening to the whispers, you just get guided. And I really feel very strongly that we all need to have more open conversations about mental health. So we're bringing you some professionals in the mental health field, some people that can just share their stories that you might be able to relate to, so we can continue to do our best to make it okay to speak about mental illness, mental health, addiction, and beyond. So thank you for joining us. We hope you subscribe and tell somebody else that you think it might help. Thank you. Be well. Hi, everybody. We are getting started with laughter, of course, which is the best place to start. Welcome to the show. If I can get through this episode without crying, it will be a true miracle. You will be witnessing a miracle. right in front of your Facebook page. (laughs) So I would like to welcome to the show, Cynthia Susage, who I first called Cynthia Rosa because that's how long I've known her. Welcome to the show,
1: Cynthia. Thank you, Sharon. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Ooh, I'm so glad. So many people are gonna finally get to see what I'm talking about when I talk about Cynthia. All right, so I'm gonna set the framework up of how I met Cynthia and why I was so attracted to Cynthia. And then we're going to let it flow. That sound good? Flowing is good. Love it. We're flowing. So many moons ago, (laughs) I was in my... Yeah, many. I think I was 23 when I met you. Wow. I know. I'm 47. So yeah, I was living in Long Beach, Long Island. (laughs) And I went to a place and Cynthia... Was speaking. Now, I went to this place every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. And this woman that was in front of me had the energy of I don't know what and the confidence of I don't know what. But I was sitting in the room going, I want to be like her. Mm. That's what I want. I want to be able to talk about all of my mistakes Mm. and my. Uh, my problems in my life and things that I was ashamed of, and still look confident. And that's what you did. You went from one side of the room to the other, so your hands were flowing. And then um, I think I met with you and I told you my whole life, like the first time. I'd never told anybody. So thank you. So that's how I met thank Cynthia. you for trust- trusting me. Thank you for trusting me. Yeah, well, and since then, we've been on a very long journey together. Cynthia has been my confidant, my mentor, my person I call when I want to hear the truth. True. Yes. (laughs) Right? I mean, I could call a lot of people and hear what I want to hear, but when I want to hear the truth, I call Cynthia. So Cynthia, welcome to the show. I want you to share about, I know that you do this amazing ministry. Yes. (laughs) yes i do yes you do you have been doing this amazing ministry for a while you've done retreats you've done now you're doing these facebook lives that i can't get enough of and um i'm so excited to hear more about that but i took some notes from your last ministry and i want to just hear you flow through me saying some of the things that you said You had started to talk in the beginning of the ministry about how you um, you were just you know you were grateful to have woken up on the right side of the bed. You can find something to be grateful for every day.
1: Yeah. Tell me me about that. Yeah. So I, I you know it's so easy you know to look at the glass half empty and. The reality is is that no matter what is happening in my life there is always something to be grateful for and i think that if we can be in the place of gratitude through every single situation to find you know make lemonade out of the lemons of life then you know then we're, our spirit is really in a good place and that's really important for me. And I think you know, yesterday when I was doing the live video, I was talking about being in a place of not feeling confident. Yeah. And it's so weird uh, to hear you say all of these things about me. And I'm not saying that they're not true because I really believe that they 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 are true, but we can get into this place of lack of confidence of not feeling worthy of just that place of not being good enough and i think that when i started yesterday i was talking about that being in that place of not being good enough and why i hadn't been on in probably a few weeks so
0: yeah you had um mentioned like who who gives me the right what do i have to say who who wants to listen to me and and you called it the enemy speaking to you
1: yes 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 so you know we talk about having that positive and that negative um thinking that person whatever you want to call it on your shoulder Um, but i know for me that for the most part i am a positive person and um in those instances where things can be or feel as if they are dark and that i'm never gonna get through it uh that's the enemy telling me that you know all the things that i'm not and even when i thought about your show i'm I'm thinking like well she has doctors on her show she has all these other people on her show and then there's me and you know and if i would have allowed the enemy to really speak to me about oh well you're not a doctor and oh well you don't have this degree i would not be able to sit in front of you today but what i do know for sure and you know who we who lo- who loves to say that um what i do know for sure is that i have a purpose And that there is someone who is going to listen to this episode and really need to hear what we're talking about today. So in order for me to like, like get rid of that negative. I have to speak the positive and say, you know what? I am worthy. You know what? I have experience that other people don't have. And I don't need to have a degree to have it. I have the scars to prove it. I've I have the memories to to you know to remember where I've come from and how far I've come. And so I can speak to that. So mm. yes, that enemy, he's no good. And we have we have to really um be able to turn our thinking around
0: yes and um you know it's funny that you mentioned just about the doctors i have one of the reasons that i wrote the book about mental health was because i know that how people see me today and how people see me today is very different from that girl i talked about that you met Yes. in My 20s was really, really broken, like really broken and no self-esteem and uh, no trust in anybody and finding somebody that I could learn from, that could support me, that could allow me to be me, 100% me with you and you not judge me was paramount so now fast forward right 25 years later there's of course a lot of growth a lot of work a lot of work we've done you and we've done a lot of work i've done a lot of work on my own you've done a lot of work on your own we've done a lot of work together and um and we're still here yes and our lives look so different today so you um you hit the nail right on the head about sometimes we think we are not worthy but our story and our ability to pass on hope to somebody else it's just huge and I know even just your live yesterday I cried listening to it yesterday watching it yesterday because that transparency that you offer is what we all need we all need somebody that we look at that's confident and strong Sometimes we all need to hear that, you know, you've been down a bad
1: road. Yeah, I think that that's really important. You know, you talked about my ministry and, um, and uh, the name of the ministry is called, ready? So you talked about my ministry and it's called WINGS and it's W-I-N-G-S-S. And it stands for Women in Need, growing spiritually strong and the way that came about is that i really realized that like you can't give away something that you don't have and i just remember going through all of the things that i went through and 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 crawling my way through and crying my way through and and rising up out of the ashes And that's why I can sit here before you today and talk about my experience of not feeling worthy, my experience of feeling as if I had to accept things always the way that people wanted to offer them to me. And when I think about our relationship, Sharon, I think about both of us growing together. And I remember just speaking to you and speaking into your life about, Sharon, you deserve more. Sharon, you are worthy. Sharon, you know, like <laughs> we, we say, like if you don't want to be a doormat, get up off the floor. You know, you don't <laughs> have to do mm-hmm. these things. But how could I have ministered that to you if, Someone didn't minister that to me. Mm. So, I, so I think about where you are today in your book and, and, and your transparency and how important that is to, uh, to let people know that, guess what? I get it. You're not alone. You know, you, you said that this is the National Minority Mental Health Month. Yes, it is. And You know like i think you know mental health period it doesn't matter you know to me you know um what someone's um you know um ethnicity ethnicity thank you thank you It it doesn't matter what the ethnicity is it is saying here that listen come out come forth and you know, by you sharing gently your story and, and your, your journey, it allows people to step forward and to step out. And so I think that's why this is also important uh, that speaking that message of hope to somebody, so.
0: I'm gonna quote from some of the things that you said yesterday, some more. You said, telling on myself the importance of self-care when you have a gift, share it. Take care of the inside. Self-care promise. Cut myself some slack. <laughs> I know yesterday it was I felt you were like you know, I just need to cut myself some slack. Yeah. And we all need to cut ourselves some sl- slack especially now. And I'm so grateful that um you said yes to this because you know, when we're talking about National Minority Mental Health Month. I did not know it was National Minority Mental Health Month. I decided on June 30th that I was going to dedicate July to mental health on this show, listen to the whispers, and then before I posted something about what I was going to do, I just thought to look, is July prevalent in the mental health
1: sector? Yes. See, Sharon, there are no coincidences, as we know. And the fact that this was already ordained and you listened to that whisper, that's really what it's about, listening to that, that, that the inside, that soul, I love to call it my soul, because your soul whispered to you to say, this is what you need to do, Sharon. But you know, we hear those whispers all the time and so many people disregard the whisper. And could you imagine if you would have disregarded the whisper to, you know, to have this show, to write your book, to, you know, uh, start your business. What if you would have disregarded that whisper, those whispers, those, all of the people's, people whose lives you have touched would never have met you their lives ha- would have never turned around you know my life would have never been what it is if i didn't meet you your life wouldn't have been without meeting me so it's it's talking and really um those whispers are so important mm.
0: they are i want to share with the audience a few things that could potentially make me cry so <laughs> so um uh, before I moved here, which was 16 years ago, can you believe that? I left Long Island, New York and moved to Tampa Bay, Florida. And I was on the phone with Cynthia, like, you know, just as much as I could, (laughs) just as much, just as many breaks as she was allowed to take while she was, you know, being the director of every job she's ever had. Um, (laughs) I couldn't, have ever even moved here if Cynthia thought I should stay if you had said to me you know what Sharon I know you were just you know in a toxic relationship I know that your boyfriend has a girlfriend <laughs> but I know that this is right for you I would have never left because I and I think that everybody needs that someone in their life that I knew, even if I wanted so desperately to go, I knew that you had already known the patterns of my life. Yes. So if you thought I was going to be hurting myself by making that move, you would have probably begged me
1: to stay, right? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You you were so brave. You know, when I think about mentorship and when I think about relationships, it's a give and take. And there's no hierarchy uh, in relationships like we have. We help each other. And I remember that day when we talked about it. And I, I was just thinking about, wow, how brave is she? How brave you were to just pick up with a knapsack and just go. Yeah. That took so much courage. You did it afraid. And I knew that it was the best thing for you. And I had to trust that God was going to take care of you.
0: Mm. Which few, is what he did. He did. But so there's a few terms that I always say. Um, and when I say them, I always make sure to say, well, Cynthia taught me this. And then I say, and somebody probably taught Cynthia. I don't know. But um, one of them is... Uh, move a muscle, change a thought. Mm -hmm. When the pain gets, I heard this so many times from Cynthia, just like this, Sharon, when the pain gets great enough, you will do something about it. Yes. So Cynthia used to make me, um, this is way back before cell phones came out, kids. She used to make me draw a bottle of like Jack Daniels or whatever it was, like just a bottle of poison and put it on my phone before i would pick up and call that toxic relationship i was in Mm -hmm. and she would say you know just look at the phone as pain and if you want to invite it back in go right ahead
1: (laughs) can you even believe it's so true and i still use it today Because, and it doesn't matter, man, woman. The reality is, is that we just continue to do the same thing over and over. And what we're really doing is we're searching for that thing that is going to make our insides whole. Mm -hmm. Not really realizing that there is nothing on the outside that is going to fill that God hole on the inside but you, the work that you do, and, um, and the people that you're around. I really believe that the people that you surround yourself with has a lot to do with who you become, uh, uh, how you get through things as well. So, you know, that's a, that's a really big deal.
0: And- Yeah, you have helped me move through a lot of toxicity in my life.
1: Very difficult. You know what, Sharon? It, it, it's my pleasure. When I think about the work that you do, and how you do it, um, just so effortlessly. It's, I know, I know, that may be a stretch, but it, it, you love it. Yes. So when you're doing what you love, it doesn't feel like work. And when I am speaking or or trying to help navigate someone through something it doesn't feel like work because that's my passion that's what i'm called to do i don't have a degree to do it i don't i you know i have experience Mm -hmm. that's what i go on you know someone who has never had a
0: Let me introduce you to our super awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. So just so you know, everybody, fun fact, I used to be a project manager for a telecommunications company in New York City, uh back in the day before I started working with doctors, but I have known Thai Technology and I am a family friend of this company. That means I trust them and I trust that you work with them. So, you know, I would never refer anything out that I didn't believe in. They work with um, some of the biggest physician groups across the country, but the best thing is that they're local. They're here in Tampa Bay, and they're from New York originally, so there couldn't be any more love than that. So, anybody that mentions the Doctor Whisperer podcast, or you're a client, you get three months of free service. Oh, check them
1: out. Experience before cannot talk to me about something that they've never been through.
0: Well, yet another quote from Cynthia. Um, People, uh, be careful of those who are talking clean
1: and living dirty. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of, (laughs) there is a lot of those. A lot of people dress up the outside and they wanna be bigger than they are or whatever it is, just be who you are meant to be. You are unique. You are the only one, Sharon, that can do what you're doing the way that you do it. And I have come to a place to know that the gifts that have been instilled in me are my gifts that have been given to me. And that no one else can do it like me or speak like me. And the same goes for you. So we have to be mindful of somebody that might be talking a, a, a really good game, but then you really get to know who they are and they are not who they portray themselves to be.
0: But in life I, and well, business, right? I mean, we huh? have, uh, that's in life and in business. Oh, yeah.
1: Right? life and business business especially you know you have to really have that that spirit of discernment to know and to be able to see what people aren't showing you um, and I think that that only comes um, by experience when you have have had enough uh, drama in your life and just relationships, business or otherwise that have gone sour, you just kind of learn to look for specific things. And when I have listened to you and a lot of your business ordeals and um, when you go to talk to uh, some doctors, you already know um, what they need are they going to be willing to accept what you're telling them? Uh, And that's in business and in personal. It's like, I already know what you need before you even can identify it. So are you willing to take the suggestions? And that's the same way business-wise and personal-wise.
0: Well, I think that that's why, you know, I've related so much to the reason I can do what I do today is because I've had 20 years in the medical industry, right? Over 20 years. So it's practical experience. Yes. And the reason that I can talk about mental health, addiction, survivors, because it's my experience, right? And sometimes for me, I can only download information from somebody that has been through the same thing and has thrived through it. Not just, you know, not just like gotten did better, but we're thriving. And so I wanna I wanna make sure that I get to share some more things that could potentially make me cry. So I remember um, we used to go on this retreat together uh, at Matt Talbot in Jamaica, Queens. Yes. And I remember, you know, I had been through some real serious um, unfortunate relationships (laughs) before I met, you know, uh, your favorite wagon wheel husband that I have today, (laughs) which I know you're sad that it closed, but it did. I am. I know. So is he. Um, I think that when you were, you were ready to get married and you made that decision, that that's what was gonna happen. And you went on this retreat and you, in front of me, now, you know, you as my mentor, right? And this is, what, this is why I love our relationship. We've been so transparent. It's never been like you, well, you just have to show up like the person that has more experience. No, you let it all out in this retreat and you let go of something and and kept saying, if it's meant to be, it's going to come back to me the way God has intended it to be. And I learned so much from watching you go through that. And now of course, you know, you're married because you know why wouldn't he come running back to you? (laughs) Duh. But that was a a beautiful lesson too, to really work on, you knew you had to work on self.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. That was probably one of the hardest one of the hardest things that I really had to grow through. And I remember hearing someone tell a story about um, loving this man and being in this relationship and, and how, um, how she had to let go of something that she loved. Mm-hmm. And I, at that point when she said it, I'm like, why would you do that? Like, I didn't understand that. And sometimes people will say things, you just need to put it away because you might need it a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't realize is that when I wanted to get married and my now husband didn't want to get married, I understood it. I understood what she meant when she said, I loved him, but I loved myself more. And oh my God, what, what, it was like, it, it was the most scariest thing. But I also knew that as much as I loved him and I wanted a relationship and I wanted to be married to him, and while he didn't, I knew that I was worthy. Mm-hmm. And um, P.S., he's my husband now for 16, <laughs> 17 years. So yes. whatever. <laughs> Duh, we knew that was happening, but that was
0: definitely one of the most encouraging lessons that i had about loving yourself more yeah no matter what no matter how hard all right another uh big moment in my life was um i had a hard time with my husband in chicago and i left him there with my stepson. (laughs) got on a plane the next day but did not get on the plane until i called you yes and all right. So I called my parents first because I needed to stay at their house. That's, that's it. And then I called Cynthia and, um, and it was a brief, you know, time. We all go through hard times in marriages. We all go through hard times in relationships. I've been an open book. My husband is not, I don't blame him, but you know, so I don't tell his business as well. I, I try not to. And um, you in being that encouragement that, You always used to say this one line to me, you have to, you have to think about what you are willing to accept. Mm. And the pros and cons must, that list must be made. I've listened to that message so much that I put a pros and cons list in the book, (laughs) you know, because I think that that lesson is so important. Like, what are you willing to accept?
1: Yeah, that is so important. When I think about throughout my life and um, just, you know, going through life and the things that I was willing to accept were so unacceptable. And today, being the person that I am, you know, when we talk about that and when when you went through that experience, it's like, look, nobody is perfect. And I remember just even in my own marriage, you know, he's not perfect and I'm not perfect. But it's like, are you willing to accept him the way that he is with that imperfection? And if you're not, then, you know, you need to do something about that. And so that's why it's so important to to outweigh, you know, these are all the good things and these are the couple of bad things there are. And I'm willing to accept who he is for where he is at this moment. So yes, that is so important. It also helped Rob that you really liked him. I do. <laughs> I, do. <laughs>
0: yeah, I do. He's a good one. He's a good one. Yeah. So is John. Um, I approve. <laughs> I want to talk about um, when... I, uh, when I released the book, I had this moment where, yep, this is going to be the crying. (laughs) Here come the ugly cry. I, well, there were two times, actually. The first time I was sitting in my client's parking lot around the corner and you had called me because you just finished reading the book and you told me how proud you were. Yeah
1: you start talking now so as a mentor as a person um, that works with someone else and now you have me (laughs) tearing up um, because it's so important to let people know that They did a great job. I was so proud of you, Sharon. I am so proud of the woman that you have become. And I can speak to that because I have seen you in so much pain. I have seen you balled up on the floor in tears. I have seen you walk through a lot of things. And so when somebody rises up to where they're meant to be, yeah, i was like oh my god look at my baby
0: (laughs) so you're telling me right and i like i have an appointment right to go in to see this doctor and i am bawling i just listening to you i'm like okay thank you But now I have to go be professional. But it means so much. And I want to get this message across. You know, you and I have always been big Oprah fans. And you and I, thank God, we both got to see Oprah before the pandemic. Whoa, are we not God's greatest gifts? (laughs) He loves us. He was like, you're going to get to see Oprah before this happens. And she always said, um, people just want to be seen and heard. They want, they want to know that the people that, we want the people that love us the most to tell us these things, to say the words. Yes. I am so proud of you. Yes. I love you. Yes. You've done a great job. Because, and I think too, because you are, I mean, you and I have had this conversation many times, like we're the ones that are, people come to us. Right? And and that's a gift. That is not, nothing but a gift. But when we are in struggle and in pain, where do we go? Yes. And when you when you are a strong person and a confident person and you fall apart yes. on a show, <laughs> who, who, who can I call? Yeah. Cynthia. Yeah. Everybody needs that person to not hold to hold space. You hold space for me. Thank you.
1: Over 20 years now. Thank you. It's so important. I think about as a little girl, what was it that I needed the most? What did I need as a little girl? I needed love. I needed my parents to tell me how proud they were of me, that they loved me, but that was not what my house looked like. So today, it's so important that I do that. It's okay to tell someone else, oh, my God, Sharon, your hair looks so beautiful today. My it is so great. Her, is. Thank you. <laughs> it is so great to be able to do that for other people. You know, I, I just, you know, I am, I am an encourager. That's who I am at, at my heart is to encourage people, is to lift people up. I just want to read something because we talked about hope. So I know, you know, before we end, I just really wanted to read this for someone who might not feel worthy, for someone who is struggling in whatever area that might be, um, we all struggle in at different times for long periods of time for short periods of time but one thing i am so um like keen on is hope Mm -hmm. is delivering a message of hope to someone and that comes and it looks different it could be a smile i want to say it could be a hug but today nobody's hugging but it could be anything so i'm going to read this little short paragraph on hope and so that i hope that it touches someone's heart that might need it, if you only carry one thing throughout your entire life, let it be hope. Let it be hope that better things are always ahead. Let it be hope that you can get through even the toughest of times. Let it be hope that you are stronger than any challenge that comes your way. Let it be hope that you are exactly where you are meant to be right now at, and that you are on the path to where you are meant to be. Because during these times, hope will be the very thing that carries you through.
0: Mm.
1: Yes. Hope. Are you
0: all jealous that you don't have Cynthia's phone number to call? when you are going through a tough time? <laughs> well, oh, you could go on her Facebook Lives. I'm gonna highly recommend it. I'm gonna put it in the show notes because I do think that more people need to hear these words that you're spewing because it's so true. I'm going to say one more thing that you helped me with tremendously before we go. Um, I remember I was on my bike, shocking, and I, uh, I was having such a hard time. I had just released the book and somebody had said something. Hmm. And I called you, and you got, you started, it was almost like yelling, You do not let anybody take away your joy, Sharon. Oh my God.
1: Oh my God. Can you tell them? Tell them. Yes, you cannot allow. People to steal your joy. This was a, I remember that day, Sharon. This was such a joyous moment. You were being celebrated. And look, there's always that one (laughs) in the crowd that is going to say something to steal that away from you. But what we have to learn is that. I know that you're that one, you're that enemy. You're the one who is trying to take away that good feeling, that, that proud moment for me, but I'm not gonna allow that to happen. So I was so proud of you, Sharon, you called me. You know, I was able to coach you into knowing that, you, know, you deserve this moment and they did not deserve to be taking that away from you. But jealousy does that. Sometimes. so i mean that's a whole other subject we, I mean,
0: we, we could do 10 episodes together maybe we will have if you would join me again because I, I would love to i would love to
1: i would love to to you know see what your um those who watch your show what they'd be interested in hearing about you yeah. know i think that that is a great way to you know, I can always talk, but it's like, what what is it that people need? And that's what I said yesterday. What is it that you need? Yes. To the best of my ability, I want to speak on that subject. The same thing that you do. Yes. It's, it's well, about what people yes. need. It
0: is. Because just like you said, I did not start doing this show because I had nothing else to do. Um, I did this because I knew there were so many people that needed help, and I had the greatest gift of all, to have all of these wonderful human beings in my life that were healers and could pass it on. It does not have to be through my mouth at the time. It needs to come from a collaborative source and force. And I, um, I do know, this being Minority National Mental Health Month, I have heard it from others, especially from Black men and Black women who are being taught that therapy isn't good. you got to just go to the church that we shouldn't, right? I know you're rolling your eyes now. You might not see, right? But I'm telling you right now, especially, that's why I believe that those whispers were so strong yeah. because we know how many people are suffering.
1: Yeah. I, 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 this message is for anybody who is listening that, Don't worry about what it looks like or what you grew up with or what, you know, somebody is going to think about you getting extra help. When you were in school and you needed extra help, didn't you stay after school? Mm -hmm. I know I did. Mm -hmm. So this is the same thing. This is your life. You only get one life. Don't be ashamed to say, I need help. Don't be ashamed to reach out to someone who you trust because it's going to save your life. It's OK. It's OK mm-hmm. that you're not OK.
0: Yes,
1: and we need okay. you
0: here. We need them here. Yes. We, I said this yesterday. I was on a live stream yesterday with a girl from New Jersey. But I don't even know how it, had, how it happened. I ended up saying something about being sober 25 years. This woman in a, typed it out. I'm having a hard time. She lives in Las Vegas. I was on the phone with her yesterday.
1: Yes. Share it. Talk about it. it. Talk about it.
0: Talk about it. Yes. You open are not book. a book.
1: Yes. You have to be an open book. This is who I am.
0: That's I love my- you. Yeah, everybody. Na nan, nan, nan. Nah.
1: You can't have her. I love you. I love you. I God love- bless you. I love you. We Thank will talk. Thank you for the opportunity to share just a little bit of what God has given me.
0: You're an incredible gift to the
1: world. I love you. Love
0: you. Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. TIE Technology. Check them out.